Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter. Welcome to episode 296 of the After Lodge podcast. This is After Lodge Harlan coming to you from... Well, we're all still in our homes. I don't think we'll ever see each other in person again. Uh, joined, as always, by worshipless producer Bruce. What do we need to leave for, Harlan? Well, uh, you got that baby at home. You ain't leaving exactly. Anywhere. Oh, you came to lodge. I was. It was good to see you. I well, you know, I like coming. I wish I could do it more. Uh, Sir John is here. Guten Frog. With some friends, we'll get to that after uh, we say hello to our official Canadian Affairs correspondent, now working the night shift for the Royal whatever it is that you do. The, the Larish Corporation that I work for. Yeah, the, yeah, the Royal, the Royal Milk Corp. Yeah, the, the Royal Dairy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, Good day, eh? Well, somebody's got to make sure that Her Majesty can have moistened Cheerios. That's right. So That's right. We, we appreciate your service and uh, you and Bruce. Have you guys talked about that? Does he moisten them there and send them over, or does he? I don't just... know. I just he delivers milk now, like you, or processes milk. Or I process like milk. Yeah. I, I I get it at its source before it goes to the delivery company. Well, I mean that's where you got to collect. It's right at the source. That's where it's fresh. That's right. That's right. Yeah, where so it's freshest. You're the guy that oh, Bruce gets the milk from before he brings it to my house. Oh, he's, the, the he's the guy I give the milk to. Oh, and then yeah, the milk that I send. It's a lot of milk that moves. Yep. Even in the era of the internet, it's surprising. Yep. All right, uh, Johnny, you seem to be the man of the hour, so I'm going to let you uh, introduce our guest so that uh, yeah, I'm just the I'm just the goat roper, and so I got that, I got three out of four, so good enough for me. You know all of their titles and whatnot, and all you guys are York right guys, and, well, and he sent me resumes, but each of them are like 12 pages of bodies I've never heard of. So I know Brian's, but I can't keep up with Barry's, other than the fact that I can point out he's a member of the AJC with me. This is this is gonna be like introducing Nick Johnson, but like four times. So yes. It's all you brother. You, you go right ahead. Eight of the twelve pages are just titles. Yeah. <laughs> well we have our, our ex potentute who's apparently still uh driving his new vehicle back to his house so he can get on and turn his camera on with a shitty grin. So that's that'd be uh uh illustrious Sir Sean Gardner. Uh, return guest, uh, return guest Brian DiMatteo of <laughs> Grand Commandery of Minnesota Infamy and Fame, and hopefully future Grand Encampment Infamy and Fame. Um, and then our other returning guest again. Oh, yeah, there's Sean's big stupid grin with that new Mustang. I know that smile. <laughs> Tracy's driving now. Nice, <laughs> thank you. Fun. That smile's going to turn into a look of shock here in about three <laughs> seconds. 
And then we have uh, Sir Nightberry Newell, who is also a return guest, who also has more uh, titles than I can possibly wing a stick at as well. In fact, I think I think Bruce and I are the least titled people in the room. Yeah. I, I mean, titles. Oh, Jamie, no. you put on your title. You I got one, brother. That's it. There you go. Well, and you're the important one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That well, and that's because the exchange rate for me and Canadian. Yep. Lot smaller up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess. I guess Junior Deacon just gets taken down to brother when you go to the exchange rate. That, that's what I'm getting at. Yeah. Are you including host? In, in your list there, John. Right. Oh, that, oh, that should be title oh. number one. Are we, are we going to do that again? We're we're we have to start referring to each other as as host just to dox the shit out of no. The other. You you only refer to yourself that way. Oh, in, that's right. Yeah, in correspondence. <laughs> Brian, I was razzing another podcast uh, on Facebook Messenger like a year ago, and it, they're they're from not too like about a five hour drive from us. In the very larger city by the bottom of the lake there gotcha and uh they responded with oh, something along the lines of <laughs> you can call me host or like because like hey goofballs look for everybody to be on the show and they're like well you can start by calling us host whatever and host whatever <laughs> and then you decided that wasn't for you <laughs> no yeah i would guess scrote bag <laughs> brother scrote bag yeah Anyway, wow. I totally forgot about that. Uh, anyway, fun when old memories come back, eh? Yeah, that's that's awesome. Hey, let's talk about my ex-wife next. Um. <laughs> well, that's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice being here. Right. <laughs> No, well, I mean, hey, you know, actually, it's a pretty good ramp up because we were going to, I mean, if we're talking about those kind of train wrecks, we were attending what could have been a very large train wreck two, a week and a half ago and ended up being something entirely different, um, but not, but at the same time. So I had the uh, distinct privilege of sitting in the same room as Sean and Brian and Barry and 300 other of our closest, closest Sir Knights across the uh United States for the and and world because we had Mexico and Brazil there too. That's right. Wow. I forgot they came in. Nice. I didn't. I I didn't think Brazil had made it till I finally heard them show up on the call. Um, but yeah, uh, you three guys know this bag of jacks better than I do. I was just there to carry a proxy and look through one bloodshot eye all morning. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was very interesting when you you walk into the room. Um, so the the day started off with the department conference in the morning, like so often it does, with an abbreviated agenda. And then after lunch, everybody packed the room. The I mean, there was standing room only. Um, as John said, there were over three hundred people in the room that had come. Now, that's similar attendance to the triennial session. Which is yeah. is saying something for this. Yeah. yeah, the registered vote was 298 votes, but there were a ton of Sir Knights there that couldn't vote, but just wanted to be in attendance and voice their concerns. Uh, but yeah, I think we had, what, 306 votes at Triennial. Yeah. So, I mean, we weren't that far off. 
And uh, when when we walked into the room, uh, Michael Johnson was uh, just so happened to be in the front as as he usually is, but uh, was noticeably absent of his uniform, um, which really set the tone for the remainder of the meeting. Um, yeah. With with everybody in the room going, well, what does that mean? He's not in a uniform, um, and his junior officers in uniform. Correct. Yeah, he, he was. I think he was one of the only KTs in the whole room not in uniform. And the other ones the being only. the other ones being people like um, uh, uh, Sarah, Tom Saramakis and Billy, uh, Coon. Billy Coon. Oh yeah. I thought I thought that short little goofball was in his uniform. I guess not. Nope. Nope. Well, nope. I mean, you don't want to walk around wearing those names on a nameplate and having everybody recognize you if they hadn't recognized you before, and you know, start building a gallows out in the uh, lobby. Mm. Yeah, and and Ben Ben Williams, who uh, hosts the Rocky Mountain Mason podcast, has got a real good, um, uh, clear conversation of all the events but kind of kind of important to start with too the uh, grand prelate wasn't in there um and did not open the meeting with the prayer that was done by another sir knight that was in attendance um there was no no pledge of allegiance given at the beginning of the meeting um so it was really strange and you you get to the point of thinking well, maybe they're just trying to lay the groundwork that it was an irregular meeting because standard things didn't happen. Um, but uh, Johnson approached the podium and, and said, I'm going to make a statement and then I'm not going to recognize anybody and, uh, and started his statement. And that's when the, uh, the circus began. Um, you know, uh, Jeff well, Nelson from North Dakota uh, got to the podium and made a point of order, and which, of course, stopped the conclave from being ended until the point of order was dealt with. Um, and uh, eventually, Jeff Bolstead, uh, the deputy grandmaster, was uh, put in charge of the conclave. Um, and at that time, uh, through a vote from everybody there, the line was restored to the way that it was before uh, Sir Knight uh, Pussman was removed from office unceremoniously. Um, thought being that, you know, that Bolstead was an interested party and still had a conflict of interest. Uh, there was a motion made to, to have uh, Sir Knight David Goodwin, past Grand Master, actually preside over the conclave because he wasn't involved in all of the fracas that was going on. And he really was the best choice. I mean, because looking at all past grandmasters alive and present, you know, he was really the only one that wasn't involved. And so I think, I think everybody could see that he was going to be with some obvious, you know, reality and stuff. He was going to be the most objective. Yeah, and he gave everybody. I mean, he even let the guys speaking on behalf of Mike Johnson and stuff. I mean, he was fair with everybody, and even to the point, you know, of anybody who thinks that he was letting things go, he even stopped Ben from talking a couple of times, and so he which was going to no be, feat. which is no small feat. 
Um, but he was also going to make real sure that that there was respect given and everybody was going to follow the rules. There, there was definitely no um, no doubt of that in my mind. Um, but we went through all of the decisions, the edicts, and the general orders um, from uh, Mike Johnson. And the first four uh, decisions of his were actually struck down. Um, there were two that were upheld. And then the general order where he tried to make the, uh, the grand commanderies who had requested the conclave pay for it. Uh, even yes. though everybody was able to get in and vote, et cetera, um, we're also struck down. Yes, the Ohio Resolution. The Ohio Resolution, <laughs> which, by the way, if you ask their grand commander, he wasn't in the room where it was supposedly brought up. Right. Or voted or supposedly passed. Correct. Mm. So at and, that and point... And to be fair, if they hadn't struck that, I'd have gone up to the front of the room and wrote the $200 check for the room fee for that afternoon and then <laughs> we're all settled up <laughs> Guess so what? at at that point the uh nelson jeff nelson made a mo uh a motion to remove michael johnson and barry do you remember the exact vote for that it was pretty overwhelming oh yeah so well uh billy coon asked for a secret ballot which was approved and I wanted to see because I thought I wrote it down somewhere, but it was about how I wrote it. I know I've got it written down because I had to write it in a I know, report. I know. Talking with R Roberto Sanchez afterwards, I I think he said it was a three quarters vote. It was like seventy five point four percent. Yeah, it was, and it was actually. It was actually a higher percentage if you took out the voting. It was 219 voted aye, 57 nay, and 15 spoiled ballots. Yep. Um, so the mandate was definitely there. Um, and David Goodwin had to remove Johnson from office. Um, pretty emotional about having to do that. You know, no, no grandmaster would ever want to utter the words that you're removed from office. Um, and he had to do it. Um, that being said, the rest of the, I mean, the rest was almost an anticlimax at that point. Um, once Johnson was removed from office, the constitution um, provides for elevation of officers. So, uh, so Cussman moved up to Grand Master and Bolstead and Harper were um, were moved up into Deputy and Captain General. Um, the uh, Jim McGee, who was Grand Captain General when they restored the line, got moved out of that position. Um, and later on in the conclave was told that now he could run a campaign for that position rather than having it be appointed to him. Um, it still left a hole at the bottom of the line, and David Studley, who is the one of the greatest names uh, for, <laughs> for a Templar in the world, um, he's the current Grand Commander in California. 
and was appointed for the remainder of the triennial to be Grand Captain General. Um, he has absolutely no aspirations to move on uh, beyond this term of office. So 2024, we'll have a fair election with, with four candidates now um, for that. Uh, the other officers moved up. Um, and uh, after the, um, the conclave was closed by, uh, by Sir Knight um, Cussman, uh, we moved on to installation and the four officers were installed. Um, it's uh, some of the big things that, that are, in, you know, that I look at um, that were really interesting was the, the fact that the grand prelate was not asked to give the opening prayer. Um, but he gave the closing prayer and the closing prayer was all about mercy and one of the one of the lines that was used in that prayer was may sir knight johnson be showed the mercy that he denied others oh, yeah. so uh brian hi Chuck, that knife? Chuck gosh i can't um, see in the bottom of the screen yeah um so do we think this is over so you're asking a great question, and that's probably one of the biggest questions that I get asked, and the answer is no. Um, I think that this part of the drama is over. Uh, Mike Johnson, when he was in the elevator uh, with another one of the department commanders, supposedly got off the elevator and said, this ain't over yet. Um, you know, if you look at the fact that um, the, that statement, the fact that he wasn't in uniform, you know, a lot of people are guessing that there's going to be a lawsuit that comes out of this, but take into account that if you're going to try and throw legitimacy and, and say that it was an illegitimate meeting, then why did he stay in the room and why did he participate in the voting? Okay. Yeah. And, and to be fair, for uh, Brian did a great setup and, and laying everything out and, and Barry with keying in. Keep in mind the first probably 15 minutes of the actual conclave, and I can speak because I'm not anybody of note nor anybody that anybody respects. Um, so I, I will happily say that the first 15 minutes of it was a screaming shit show and it was spectacular to watch. Um, and I see oh. screaming shit show only by the fact that that screaming shit show was entirely induced by uh expelled out by and surrounded michael johnson because everybody else in the room was dead set composed and it was amazing because everybody was just on point everybody had knew what they had to do when it came to the group that did the call the conclave from you know ben to Jeff Nelson to everybody, like every contingency had been thought out. And everybody I, I everybody comported themselves with amazing aplomb, except for Mike Johnson, who was a rock solid douchebag. I talked to some guys that I knew from other states that I know went, and a lot of them were like, it was like 50 50 whether they were going to remove or keep. And uh, so no one from my state has talked to me about any of this, but I talked to some of the guys and they were like, that 
that tirade lost him the room. So well, when they when they made the gesture at Goodwin, that didn't help either. Yeah, yeah and sticking his finger in uh, uh, the then deputy grandmaster's face. Yeah, he uh, they, well. he had ordered oh. all of the officers to his room immediately, um, which they the officers just sat there in their chairs and looked straight ahead, and um, they they promptly ignored him. Yeah, good. And one of the things that that I forgot to say was right before they moved on um, with the the conclave, um, Jeff Bolstead stood up and read a letter into the record uh, that was signed by all of the officers, and uh, basically saying that they wholeheartedly support the right of the voting delegates. Um, to give their voice, and it, it was a very well written, um, a very well written letter, um, which ended like all of these things do with with a poignant word. Where above all, it's the right thing to do. In other words, giving us the chance to vote. Um, just remember, the truth never minds being questioned. Yep, yeah. that's very true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I know some of the, you know, John, you, you've you've given your opinion on Mike. Yeah, it's for me it's sad as I've known Mike for twelve years. I knew him as my department commander. And I I was the one of the sessions chairman for Idaho when I first met him. And so I was hosting him. So I grew up knowing him. Uh I joined the Rosicrucians in Wyoming under Mike Johnson, you know, like in the same college and and so it was sad to see you know, and I saw this coming a year ago and stuff, but you know, several of us that knew what was happening, we we kept our. It's hard to condemn somebody before they do something. Yeah, we were hoping wisdom would be seen. Uh, and what was funny is at the meeting, right after Grand and Cameron, so he had all the chairman, department commanders come up to uh, a room, and we did some training and a little conferencing, and he talked about transparency in his in his governance and then after everything with his you know, his edicts came out i know for the most part he did not talk to any of his officers his junior officers his department commanders were just left in the dark and it, and it was just sad to see and stuff i tried talking to him at northwest uh we didn't shout at each other and stuff but we you know he definitely wasn't very happy with me when he walked away uh, but well, I, I, I would imagine maybe one-to-one, and I can't speak because I've, I've never spoken to the man face-to-face other than when I was honor guard detail. Um, maybe one-to-one, and in that lower level, he's probably a decent enough guy, but it's how he comported himself over the last six months definitely painted with a pretty broad brush. You want to you want to test the metal of a man and see what they're actually made of. One, give them a child, or two, put them in power and see you know which snaps them first. Um, I mean, when you saw the stuff that came out, like when the York Wright Cross of Honor, Court of Honor, whatever it is, and then the Grant, you know, the York Wright College, and then like when the the, the ladies auxiliary pretty much like invited the guy who he kicked out to preside over their session. Like every organization was pretty much like, no, you're wrong. And 
Yeah. At some point, you know, I'm not going to get into current events, but if you only have people around you telling you what you want to hear, eventually you will start to believe your own bullshit. You know, yeah. and I don't care whether no. it's in the sonic world, the professional world, your home life. It's true. You know, if, and that's part of the whole reality. And that, well, that's part of the whole Masonic thing is that, you know, I hang with you guys because you guys like to remind me on a daily, an hourly, and secondly basis Minutely. how yeah. much I suck at times. Oh, which yeah. Which makes me want to not suck. Hold so on. I cannot hear it for five minutes. It's, it's been an hour. i got to send you a message. Thanks. Okay. Your dick bag. But, Make sure to tag the channel. <laughs> you know, and, and someone, as someone who is a, a re- a recovering academic in industry, like it's really easy to believe your own bullshit. Like, especially as you get up higher in, in certain things, like it, it really isn't really easy to just be sitting there with people telling you how great you are and oh my god, you're the best. Oh, sir, you're absolutely right. Slurp, 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 slurp. Not because they actually mean it, but because they're hoping you're going to hook them up with something. Yeah, a money, a job. Promotion, a hand job, whatever. Blowing smoke up your ass. <laughs> oh, you've been working the promotion meetings again, have you? Wait, what? Yeah, no, this this issue isn't like this isn't done and stuff. This is definitely going to be an issue in the future and stuff. And no, he's going to fight the players, out. the players that are in play and stuff. This and this is going to affect so many other groups too. That you know, it's one of those where this issue needs to be buried and. Well, yeah, it's been dealt with now, right? So sort of, but I mean, the, the the three guys that this whole this wider shitstorm circulates around, just those three guys need to go sit and just relax somewhere. So I mean, uh, they've been they've been removed from the commandery. Obviously, they're still masons. Oh, no, they've they're, been moved from still, office. They're still yeah. Sir Knights. Yeah, Mike's still a past okay. deputy. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And he is not a past grandmaster. He's yeah. a past deputy grandmaster. Like, okay, that's one unique thing with Templary is like a grandmaster, no matter what, cannot expel you from Templary without a trial, and the trial has to be your home commandery. Okay. Yeah, there's only so one way for expulsion. Can... Just removal from office. There was yeah. no expulsion. Okay. Yeah. yeah there's Just only one way that you can try somebody in a commandery that's not yours. And it's they have to commit an offense in that other commandery during the asylum. During, yes. the, during the asylum, charges have to be filed in that asylum, and then the trial occurs right then and there. Otherwise, you'd be charged in your own for conduct outside right. of that situation. Yeah. Right? Correct. Even you could still be charged for conduct, but not by another jurisdiction. You yeah, have to back to your jurisdiction for trial. But no, I, I do fear a, a lawsuit, though, because because this involves the corporation of the Knights Templar I Foundation and stuff. This could this could cause a lot of issues. But I'm hoping well, because we follow the procedure that any lawsuit's going to get thrown out of court. But just because well, it gets thrown out of court eventually right? doesn't mean that the lawyers aren't going to take their pound of flesh. Uh, before it, that happens, it's likely to get thrown out of court, and then one pipes soon. Out. 
there's a lot of precedent, thanks in no small part to shenanigans like this in fraternal organizations, that the courts don't we we can't we can't have our cake and eat it too is basically the jurisprudence on it. We want to be a private organization subject to our own rules and not molested by the law when it comes to diversity, for instance, and admitting yep. women, et cetera, et cetera. We also mm -hmm. don't get to turn around and then claim recourse in the courts to enforce our stuff for us. So basically all a judge says is is there a prima facie case that you acted in accordance with your own bylaws looks like you did there's nothing to see here yeah right you don't get to litigate whether whatever interpretation of the rules was right or wrong or whether the rules are valid in the first place it's just <laughs> those are your rules. that's how you wanted it you wanted the courts yeah, to we, not be sticking their nose in your stuff so the, the right, vote and the procedure followed our articles of incorporation there's not much that can be done about it yeah. and, and and i mean this is this and is when happening you, even when the suit is justified, right? I think the past yeah. Grand Master of West Virginia um, suing his Grand Lodge, and it, it's the same outcome. Like, yeah, there's there's nothing I can do for you. Well, well and, and you, you also have to keep in mind that there's two corporations. There's the fraternal corporation, and then the charitable corporation. Yeah. And the you're absolutely. I'm not going to argue with the only attorney on the call. Um, he's definitely got wise counsel. Oh, let's not get hasty. Yeah, but um, <laughs> it's the the charitable corporation is where you have more recourse in the courts because that's True. not necessarily governed by the same fraternal law that we have, and mm -hmm. then there's a whole another set of federal laws that govern but, charitable bodies. But how did his? How did either of these guys? removal from office did that immediately translate to their status in the foundation it did yes mm -hmm. because they, they were removed the, from the board on the foundation so the grand master of the grand encampment is the president of the knights templar eye foundation and each Auto other elected officer no. is is a vice president mm. that's okay sticky. i think that's that one's I think you're right, Brian. Then uh, it's going to go away, but yeah, there's going to be some lawyers that get their get their turkey dinner first. Yeah, yeah. you look that. at the you look at at the the past Grandmaster Nelson, nonprofit lawyer. You look at David Studley. He who's the new Captain General was on on jurisprudence, and is the only one on jurisprudence who dissented from the decision saying that the call to conclave was out of order and illegal. And make sure to read that at the call to conclave. Yep. He is also a lawyer. Yep. Are these in guys going to, either of these and, guys going to be working the, pro bono? Uh, and the three guys <laughs> that made the motions during the session were lawyers. Yep. Correct. And there's plenty of other lawyers I know would definitely take up the case pro bono. Only we could kill all the lawyers. I know. That's you too, Harlan. <laughs> yeah, I know. But that, okay. that's like my favorite joke of all time because it just proves the point of why we need lawyers. Because if oh, anybody's ever serious. read the play that that line comes from and understands the context of it, 
the reason we needed to kill all the lawyers was because they were getting in the way of my tyrannical takeover. Yes. But nobody's actually read the play because people don't read, and that's why we need lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm sorry. What what one. was that word you used? Read? Yeah. <laughs> like a wind instrument read? Or maybe yeah. isn't that what Audible does for us? Yes. Yeah. What well, Audible Audible counts. Audible counts. Okay, well, I, my Audible all the time. My Audible oh, library well, is quickly approaching the size of my paper library at this yeah. point. Audible counts. Okay. Does, does John count when he reads to you? No. That's, no. But it's so uh, soothing. The narrators on Audible have been trained in you know how to read. That's right. <laughs> uh, and I figured oh, out why yeah. Ben's not on there, Johnny. Why? What's up? He he was running his own podcast tonight. I told him it was on it. Well, I, I might have told him when he was wait twelve sheets to the he's wind. He's got his own podcast. <laughs> you were bit. bringing a cow in here, John. It's the Rocky Mountain Mason. They warned you already. Oh yeah, that's right. You did tell me. We, yeah, they're okay. Jay's okay. is suffering. Fuck. They're okay. God, you buy the lawyer books and all he does is eat the covers. And I, mean, I, I just I just got a I got a text from a, a few Sir Knights. Uh, I guess he interviewed the uh, Grand Encampment officers. Oh, that magnificent son of a bitch. Well, of course well, he did. Yeah. Because ben why not? Ben Williams, fuck you. That's right. <laughs> we love well, you, Ben. I mean, that explains a lot. That's a, that's a fair play to, to Ben. So all of the... Uh... I just wish you would have told me that when I emailed them last week, letting them know the date was today. Right. All of the curious YouTubers that keep popping in and out of our live stream must be bouncing between the two. That's yeah, they must. <laughs> seen a bunch of names pop up. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, they cool. pop up. They disappear. They pop up again. They're, right. They're, well, they're channels. They know this isn't going to get posted until July, so they kind of want to know what's going on now. <laughs> Fair play. Fair oh. play. That's right. Yeah. Is that July of twenty three? I'm yeah. I'm just now finding out I'm not going to be able to make the festive board at the MRF conference because I've been summoned to court, but I've got travel time on the calendar, so I might have to take it and drive a little further east so we can have a chat. <laughs> <laughs> to me, that's a long drive east, dude. Yeah, I guess it's a little further. That's a, that's a lot further. You want to yeah. you want to hear that coming out directly out of the tap, Harlan? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm I'm very disappointed about because it's. I was looking at the calendar. I'm like, well, I can still go to the symposium to go to the the talks on Saturday, but there's no way I'm gonna be able to make the big Friday night thing, which is kind of half the reason for going to this thing. So I, I may just not go. Consider my registration a donation because <laughs> it's in Detroit. Like it takes a lot to get you into Detroit to begin with, so my motivation is <laughs> waning. Oh yeah, no, I'm... takes yeah. more to get you out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I drove into the, the lovely money. town. Yeah, yeah I, I heard one of my favorite comedians once say he goes, he, he let it slip that he drove a Hyundai into Detroit. Oh shit! I'm gonna be driving a Honda. That's bad well, too. And and well, everyone in the crowd was booing him. He goes, guys, guys, I have nothing against you know, I I have nothing against the car industry. I don't want anyone losing their jobs. But if I'm driving through Detroit, I want the most reliable car. <laughs> and I, he got booed off stage. 
wrong crowd for that joke. Oh, oh yeah. Not yeah, they, they also don't appreciate the, the guy in the Toyota pointing out that he's got the only American-made car in the lot, so... <laughs> that would be That's what I do. Well, you know, uh, for, for my work, I got sent to, to Michigan, and I get to the airport and get my rental car. They gave me Ohio plates. <laughs> the big Buckeye symbol. Oh, great. I'm like, you guys want me shot. It's like a bullseye. Yeah, this is all sounding like a bad plan. Like the more it unravels, the more I'm like, you know. Plus, I'd be missing Lodge. Uh, I may as well just. I mean, the Detroit Masonic Temple is a beautiful temple, though. It is. You I know. may have to just go another time. It, it it very much is a very beautiful temple, and there's lots of places but, in the world that are very beautiful structures stuck in probably the most inopportune spots. Yeah, yes. that's uh, urban planning. Yes. If if you park there, park using their parking lot. Don't park on the street. Good to know. Yes. Make sure you back into your spots. Your front end's pointed well, out. So if you need to make an emergency exit and quickly, uh, if I'm at the symposium, they've got a they've got buses arranged mm -hmm. to get from the casino hotel over to the temple. So there you go. Uh, Armored transport. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, if I don't go, I'm not going to be able to tell Brother Hammer all about uh, Chuck's personal admiration for him. That <laughs> you, son of a bitch. <laughs> and, I, will, uh, I will help foot your bill just to see that happen. Uh, and Andrew came to one of the lodges here in Boise and gave gave his presentation and stuff. And somebody looked at me and goes, "Aren't you like his nemesis?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Yes, I'm in a lot of groups." But I'm not going to say he doesn't make a fine point. Right. Like, my nemeses are the people I most like to hear do things like that. That's Yeah. Like, I'm not going to turn down, you know, an academic debate on on appended bodies and stuff. But No, that's just good. The fact that he's wrong and he's a pompous twat waffle makes me more right. You, you just described every <laughs> prosecutor in my state. Not really. There's a few that are kind of cool. None of y'all are listening, but still, uh, it, it's for all those listening. You know, he likes you. They're they're wrong and they're pompous, and those that's that part of how I grow as as in my yeah argumentative ability. You you gotta you gotta take on people like that. Hey Chuck, at least uh, Andrew doesn't argue about the uh, historical accuracy or inaccuracy of a rock found in a farm field or a manly hall. He, he does shit on me on the EP hall, so he's right once. Broken clocks, Chuck. Broken clocks. <laughs> Can't be wrong all the time. Uh, no, he's a he's a fun guy. I've uh, I don't agree with everything he says, but he's got charisma for whatever that's worth. And uh, huh. plus, the rest of the guys in the MRF, I mean, they put on some damn good symposiums. Car Carlin, yes, he's wrong. He's got charisma. You just described Ted Bundy. Or Bill Clinton. <laughs> well, hold up there. Ted Bundy. I, I, I don't think the guy's a serial killer. I don't know, but... He's a Brit, so there's no telling. He has horrible teeth. He's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Good thing that... Yeah. I mean, we've got Mr. IRA over here. He's like, every Brit's a serial murderer. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> hey, admittedly, I told Ben that I, I really, I really uh, appreciated his work and really thought he was a great guy. And I, I told him that was a lot coming from a, you know, me telling that to a Brit being a Fanian Irishman with a freaking the harp on my head as I'm telling him. Because, <laughs> well, and it was, he was also drunk, so it was kind of fun to spool him up as much as I could because he got going a few times. It was just fun to sit back and watch. Well, see, Brian, I never cause a chaos. I make other people cause a chaos, and then I sit back and look at my work. And Yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen that work with you. It's like I always look for a stick when I walk into a room with John. It's going to have a point on the end of it. It's going to be sticking into somebody's bum. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or I'm going to have an idiot on there with strings and yeah, dance monkey. <laughs> Either or, it's entertaining to watch. Not Maybe to be involved. Give me your final but... legislation, monkey, so I can approve it. So I can send it back to you for jurisprudence. Yeah, I've I've got most of it done, so... I think you've seen most of it. The only one left is to split off the the legislation from the session. Oh yeah, I love being on jurisprudence. Seems like a fun job. Around here, it's only past grands that get to do that. I I, I, I love I enjoy it as I, well. I, My chairman is awesome. Who's your chairman? John. Oh, that's right. <laughs> His magnificent <laughs> bastard. Right here. Who made that appointment? And is there a call to conclave for that? <laughs> Harlan, that's just based on good taste and like lack thereof. So that's that's all. Well, I let's have. see now. I had John as my chair. Sean has had him twice. Tradition prevailing, I'm going in again. So I guess who's gonna be tabbed for purple? <laughs> there you go. You, if you even think I'm sitting on that jurisprudence seat on the, in that, I will. <laughs> You'll do it. Make him your aide de camp so he has, he has those Dude, epilogues. you got two years in oh, a row. Barry, you realize you, that. I, right? I mean, Barry, you, shut up. <laughs> Don, you got two years in a row. Of what? In purple. <sighs> it's good that he looks good like a Joby. <laughs> Near my God to thee. Uh, yeah, no, that's a well. I mean, admittedly, Greg Hall already rewrote the uh, entirety of the Grand Encampments Constitution. I just need to look at his drafting of it. Um, I'd like to see that. Same. It's half the size. Yeah, when you condense all the decisions down. That's what he did. He took out everything that contradicted itself and immediately like collapsed a quarter out. Harlan, uh, Harlan, I'll send you the original, just because as an attorney, I, I want you to just like look at it because I'll be able to smell the uh, Firestone smoke scent coming out of your ears from up here. Two hundred eighty-seven pages of Constitution, almost half of it is disciplinary rules yep. that and violate yeah. themselves. Yeah, yeah. Harlan's in. He's ready to read the whole thing. Ah, violating <laughs> self-flagellation. How very Christian of us. Oh yeah. No, when yeah. I helped Jack and Jeremy write a lot of the legislation for last triennium and stuff, I mean I was I was spending, you know, hours you know, researching through just every little decision, then looking back on what contradicted each other, if there was precedence for overruling one of them. I hate the grand encampments. Yeah. Document. It hurt. But I think Greg and Greg probably worked in 
I would imagine he worked in tandem a little bit with Studley. To, Probably. He, uh, we were waiting to get on the plane here, Brian. He sent me the copy of it, so I still have to look over it. But all I saw was 148 pages, and I'm like, good enough. <laughs> I haven't even read it, and I'm just like, yep, no, that's great. Value by weight. <laughs> Is it like gold? Yes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't put it that way. The written uh, word is gold. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it was a it's a train wreck of a document written by piecemeal over fifty years. Yeah, we haven't had a major rewrite of that in over fifty. Yeah. yeah. It's just been little snippets here and there. Thirty six, I think, was the last major. So Brian, that's my caveat. If that's if that's in place when that whole possibly thing comes along, I'll probably say yes. <laughs> if it's not, I will make sure that you would serve your term with your voice muffled by your own butt. And I would still be on the on the committee uh, <laughs> just to prove that I can do it legally. That would require to stick a microphone right up his ass. Well, you know, if my head fits up mine, a mic will fit up his. Exit only. Exit. <laughs> <laughs> One way traffic back and causes severe tire damage. We don't kink shame and said before. <laughs> Policy still supplies. Right, <laughs> 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 uh, a guy showing up with a leather chapeau. <laughs> it's it's been nice that. that <laughs> I, I will say that it's been nice going to Masonic events and not having the first question out of everybody's mouth be, what the hell are you guys doing? I I am actually, one of the reasons I I chose Consistory Day over my Grand Commandery session was I wanted to be as far away from anything Commandery as I could be for the past couple months because this is, uh, yeah. So. Well, and that's why I didn't shoot a uh, invite out to to McNeely to be on here. And nothing against McNeely, but I know you guys are like still kind of moseying through a minefield up where you're at with all this. So, yeah, well, I mean, I talked to Jim about my my he he gets it. Um, you know, the story's out. I'm in his grand line, so <clears throat> um, <laughs> and. You know, I was given wise counsel by some guys in my state who listen to this podcast and think we're hilarious, but just said, you just, they're like, for your own oh, sake. Yeah. You got everybody in Connecticut. Um, they're like, just, they're like, for your own sake, just do everything you can to not be anywhere near this shit show because it's, this has got a pretty bad area of effect attack with a lot of splash damage. <laughs> yes, and, um, and if it, goes if, if this had not been successful they're like the rampage that some that was, that was liable to happen and the reign of terror was going to take down anybody who even mentioned it so yep. we'd have been fine minnesota because <laughs> we know how to write legislation <laughs> even way before my time uh, had this got not gone the way it did and stuff, I I oh, knew I was out rough. of a job. It would have been rough. I well, it doesn't help either that like the Grand Commandery of Idaho, our lines kind of split down the the middle. But that's also because we have Jim Herndon, who's very illustrious Mason, 
yeah. uh, four star in Idaho. Uh, he's he was on Mike's jurisprudence committee. Uh, he has been very good though with not letting this leak over into other groups and stuff because he's like he's our chief adept here in Idaho for SRCF. Uh, and he just went out as grand preceptor for Holy Rollers, and he didn't boot my ass out the door, you know, when, when our tabernacle met in December. So he's been pretty good about it. But uh, had I, I knew Mike wasn't going to be kind to me, and he probably still won't be kind to me uh, in the following days. That's our, we uh, love you in Minnesota, Barry. I know. I need to come visit you guys again. You should come in June. Yeah. For a grand session. Harlan should come in June. So it's not I, like winter and like what's in June? A <laughs> grand York right session. Well, hey John, are you I coming up? Come to that. We'll get you through the degrees quick. Don't worry. When in June. <laughs> One day. Last degrees. full weekend in June. Mm-hmm. So first Friday and Saturday in June is Grand Chapter Council for Connecticut. Just like I, I met. Well, I don't know if you guys have heard the news, Sean, about who's going to be the next Moose Twist and Grand again. Yeah, but, James. Boys. I got to get home. Yeah, oh, yeah. you got to get ready for it. Yeah, work time. I'll be, I'll be there, Chuck. Yeah, brother. So will I. In fact, this weekend is my Grand Lodge session, and I am absolutely ecstatic to hit the Scottish Rites uh, hospitality room Friday night. <laughs> It's only as you down from my house, but I got a hotel room, and I've told the guys from my lodge who are going, feel free to sleep on my floor. Don't be done. And, now, the only and, difference is I will not be doing the, the the traditional thing of Grand Lodge Session where you sweat all of the alcohol in your cheap, in your cheap sport coat. I'll be doing it in a tuxedo this time because I have to be there as part of the Grand Council line. So Classy. And then as master. At least I don't have you with those those poor sons of bitches who have to like go from being in a tuxedo to being Captain Crunch back to a tuxedo again. Oh yeah, uh, Brian Johnny, I say I, I would come to your sessions, but I leave June second, and I don't get home till June twenty eighth, and I'm going to be in Montana, Phoenix, Washington, and Oregon. Is that for work or masonry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's better when it's for both. Yeah, right. Montana will be for their York Right sessions at the beginning of June, and then the rest is all work for me. Well, I mean, the benefit is, I, you know, guys like, oh, man, like, you're getting a hotel. Like, it's not far from your house. Like, one, that is an expensive Uber. And two, I travel so much for work that I just i am cashing in my Marriott points. <laughs> I, Go Marriott. Chuck, when is, when is the Connecticut session uh your uh chapter council yeah uh that is june uh 4th and 5th joint okay. session and Fourth. when is your command grand commandery it that is uh april isn't it it's ah, april uh, it's, i think that's april yes yeah, april 10th because that's I'm, i'll be a consistory day but that's uh that's the grand commandery session it's the the 9th 10th and the 11th Because Idaho falls sometimes on the same weekend as Connecticut, but ours moves yeah. based upon Easter. They almost the their Grand Commandery almost always always follows or falls on our Grand Lodge. Yep, and, uh, and I'm going to be 
I'll be in Texas for that weekend. Yeah, and Texas always falls on our uh, sessions as well. And we actually wanted to do them all in one session. And due to some rules in the departments, you know, with other commanders being able to travel and do stuff and because they have to make the appearances, that we pretty much can't unless you want to. And if we do, it's going to take, like, years to, like, change our bylaws and stuff for the grand commander or grand chapter council to move everything together because yeah. you got to bring it up and it's got to lay over and then it might not pass and we're all just and then COVID happened so now we're all kind of like well that reminds me I got to get uh, listed as the uh, try to see who the grand rep is for Minnesota for western Pennsylvania for grand commandery and uh, get listed as the rep to go down to like Harass Bruce into joining and make fun of Harlan because he just won't. Yeah. Or, join or, or Idaho, I can ride a motorcycle either direction. I can't believe Harlan has not made a single comment about me blowing off Commandery for Scott for, for Scottish Rite. Not once. I no, made he, all those, he thinks I made all those things last time. <laughs> I did. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't busting your balls for it. I was I was glad to see it. You're making sound decisions for the first time in your life. <laughs> Backhanded slap. <laughs> well, to be fair, I am in a grand in a grand York right body line, so obviously I don't. And make you're decisions. also in the northern Masonic jurisdiction, so it's a harder yeah. choice to make. And, and Chuck, in in full disclosure, I used to be in one too. Don't take anybody. That's right. You, you know you're not well actually to be fair i'm in it well actually no i you i don't know if the fourth puts you in but i i'm in it no. solely because fourth first i said he moved from minnesota where he had you and then he found me and he's like hey you're the no, james had more than enough good sense not to put me in any line whatsoever before he left the state <laughs> it was another guy and then and yeah yeah good grin there brian and then of course i was this was the first time i wasn't actually going to bring it up but then you know brian comes along and knocks me out of line <laughs> as i made sure to point out in the big zoom conference that he had with like 20 different commanders involved like two weeks before yeah so him knocking you out of line that's a debt repayable in blood right john oh no 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 that's that's the uh what he did was he pushed me out of the way of the runaway bus. That's what that was. Yeah. No, no. My point is, you owe him a blood debt. Buddy. No, no, you owe him a blood debt. That's right. it. That, that blood yeah. debt's going the other way, John. Oh, oh, ah, damn. Wait, John owes me a debt of blood. Oh, wow. Yes. Let me grab him. Right, grand jurisprudence for life. <laughs> right, Brian. Don't drink it. Don't drink it. <laughs> That's not blood. It's hemlock, man. That's what he's got running through his veins. The, remember the immortal last words of uh, Socrates? I drank, I drank what? <laughs> yeah, no, apparently now I owe a... Uh, I hate you, Chuck. <laughs> yeah, we know. That's been established. <laughs> I, I guess I'm going to be on a committee. That's right. Somehow you're uglier than last week. Somehow? The light's on. Ah, that's it. <laughs> in my kitchen. 
like, yeah, you can see my pasty golem flesh. He's not using the flip phone this week. He actually found a smartphone and yeah, I'm not on my I'm not on my laptop that has a potato camera because low res low res is a good look on you. You should. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh... I look. I can't help it. Um, just be glad I'm not doing a Tony. Uh, well, I mean that's true. Yeah, I was kind of hoping Tony was going to be here. I got my own beefs with Tony, but <laughs> that's, uh... no. So the guys I... before the show, I found out that I was his campaign manager from a union that was endorsing him and wanted to send me their congratulations. Why are you calling me? Did he go see a doctor yet about his torn muscle? Or is I, he just going to go septic on us? I don't know. Yeah, That's, maybe. yeah he, he kind of dislocated his move. He needs to have that like properly hemmed up and fixed. You know, he said that that was from COVID and coughing, but I've got a strong suspicion that he was on an episode of Sex Sent Me to the ER. <laughs> And that, that was from lifting an engine block. I saw that picture. He, he dislocated his head. Although, to be fair, it was also from lifting a paperclip. Two different incidents. My, my wife says that you don't use that muscle group when you're coughing. It's not involved, so that that's not how that happened. <laughs> See you Thanks Take care, Barry. Brother, we'll have you on again because you owe me. It was good to see him again. We were worried we were never going to see him again. I told, I told him when I saw him at Fort Wayne, I'm like, we were all worried we scared the shit out of you. He's like, no, you just never asked me to come back. I'm like, well, if that's all it takes. Well, that's because he left here like a deer in headlights. I mean, he used to be a grunt in the army. He could, I would, I can't imagine we would have like his chi that hard. Even Chuck. I don't know. That night I was pretty drunk. Well, I mean, but to be fair, James and Sean have both come back, and so has Brian. I mean, and they're... By the way, just for the record, Sean has interacted with me in person. Well, he interacts with me, so there's low standards. I was the one slinging drinks, too. Funny, I'm usually the one stealing his booze when he's not And that's when I wasn't really drinking. Good point. And for the record, I would like to point out that uh, uh, Sir Knight Brian puts on a, a banger of a hospitality suite at any sort of Knights Templar hootenanny because that was a blast. Yeah, it was great to get everybody showing up and talking. And There were tons of people coming in and out of your room of all sorts of like high calibers and everything else. It's yeah. all good. It was it was good to get everybody talking and being able to have that space to converse, no matter what side of the room of the proverbial room you're on for that, and just and then afterwards to decompress. Because although I I am still impressed that the whole Fort Wayne thing that was start to finish what two hours and like five minutes, if yeah, a little bit longer, like two fifteen. Yeah, it was half the length of our average annual grand session for commandery alone. I mean, we also passed a lot of legislation, but that was still amazingly efficient. Oh, it, the, the guys running it. I mean, they had it tick tock, everything scripted. They, they practiced the night before they, I mean, they were ready. 
and it was buttoned up. What was this? For the the special conclave. Oh. Well, I mean, to be fair, that makes sense. Or I, I mean, if they weren't buttoned up, yeah. I mean, a... if you're gonna do a coup, it kind of has to be that way. It was amazingly precise. Like I said, the only chaos came from the first 15 minutes. The man up at the podium. And to be fair, I don't blame him because if I had like 250 guys in a room that wanted to like boot or kick my ass, I would be a little sporty too. Mm-hmm. But again, um, that follows down into full time live streaming is on. Merry New Year! And we're back. I mean, this one works like ninety-seven so percent as well. The one-hour time out is back. If if y'all remember that, so that's kind of our cue that we should be wrapping it up too. Harlan, maybe we should get a Patreon account. No, I'm sorry. Don't. I'm joking. Don't. Don't well, tell me have one. That. I don't want to be buried on Pikey Mountain. Don't tell him I said I see that look, Bruce. I'm joking. Oh, you said Patreon. I was thinking OnlyFans. Never mind. <laughs> we discussed. Oh, we weren't talking about that. It's for charity. <laughs> Hopefully, it's small donation. Small donations in my in my. Uh, so, Harlan, your super name is now Charity. Harlan does have this cool bit where he works the working tools into it. Yeah, yeah. Two two guys, one trowel. If you've seen yeah, that video, it's, uh... it's dangerous spinning at speed on a pole with a trowel in your hand. That can go poorly. You can lose an eye or other things. This is Boaz, the pillar of strength. <laughs> <laughs> the grand hailing sign of oh, that's too big. No, that's my 24-inch gauge. That's a different... I was going to say, it turns gauge. out the 24-inch gauge can fold smaller than three equal parts. All of a sudden, I need a physical therapist. That just... Ouch. <laughs> You're a Shriner. You're used to seeing circus things. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a recovering Shriner. I don't want to see them anymore. Uh, I talked on a prior show about our our shrine circus here. They brought in this this group of contortionists that was was on the morning news, and it it hurt to watch, and I couldn't look away. And all the news people had the same reaction. Like everybody looked. It was this mixture between awe and I'm going to vomit, like at the same time. I if I had known that that's that, kind of like your wife when she sees you naked. No, there, there's, there's just one of those things at, at that point. Vomit, <laughs> well, got it. All that's why. Drop on her. That's why baby Jesus invented a light switch, Chuck. You were married. <laughs> you know how this works. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, you Turn out the lights. The fat guy in the V-neck talking shit. That's rich. Turn the. Uh, <laughs> Turn the TV on. Everybody looks better with a little neon back glow, and it's it's fine. I like how he had he's he's had his camera off the entire night, and he turned it on just to say that to Harlan. Well, that's true. It's listen. Everybody looks like a god under a red light bulb. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> or the the mirror you put on the ceiling is one of those slimming versions from the circus tent. If you oh, put me, I got the Ripley one from the Funhouse. That's no wonder why I don't get laid. Like, uh, ah, Jesus Christ! What's up there? 
Why is this painting have a 90 inch angle on it? Or 90 degree <laughs> angle? Oh. Did it get the Frank or the beans, son? No, there, this is. This is quickly the point in the evening where we know that we are all overserved and overdone. Well, to be yeah. fair, we actually Fair's, discussed Fair important already ran away screaming. That's usually a good sign. We did. We did. And uh, I, I did that. I've had too much of that. I got to do that Saturday, too. Bruce uh, came to Lodge on the wrong night and had to sit through one of my talks. So it was uh, it was actually pretty nice. I was quite informed afterwards. And Harlan, let's, let's just celebrate that finally for after the last eight months, next time we get together to record the After Lodge podcast, we'll be just back to our regular uh, Masonic dick and fart jokery and not talking about Grand Encampment. I think I no, forgot I'm how sure to do some that. Grand Lodge is going to do something incredibly stupid between now and then. That's fine. Don't let it be commandery. That's all I'm asking. Let it be. I, An actual Grand Lodge would be nice at this point. It's got time for Ohio to do something silly again, isn't it? Well, they exist, so they yeah. really can't do anything yeah. dumber than that. My point exactly. It, we love it, you, Ohio. Not really, because I'm actually from. It Pittsburgh. has been kind of overdue. I haven't heard anything out of Alabama in right. All the all, all the usual suspects have been quiet. Well, I mean, we the, they've been sitting back eating popcorn, watching Grand Encampment. So now yeah. that that's over with, and now that Grand Encampment's stable and functioning, we're going to be we're good from an internal and Masonic perspective for a while. Okay, get somebody with your shit shows because we need we, we need show fodder. We should get somebody with some European insight. I hear continental <laughs> masonry is always doing something completely. No, wrong. look, the, right now the stupidity is the Grand Lodge of Russia like came out in support of the invasion, and I really don't want to touch that with a ten foot pole. No, we're not. Yeah, we're not. We're not going. Probably shouldn't. No. Yeah. you probably shouldn't. No, no. I, I, they didn't think so. <laughs> I mean, there, there's just no there's no comedy to be there. So, so Harlan, the, when you say continental masonry and their shit shows, that's the kind of shit show they get in trouble with. Is that yeah, kind of? I know, but if we ever want to, you know, it, it's like being where we're from and saying at least there's Mississippi. Like, you know, American Grand Lodges sometimes can be like, well, at least there's Europe. You got to have somebody to point to. Yeah. What's ours? Can it stop being Russia? Yeah, well, no, we're not Let's doing ask Russia. Thing. We're not, not not doing the Russia thing. There's there's just no wind to be had there from our brothers. It, it's just not. Yeah. Yep. I know. I, I don't even I don't even have the words to start with. So. The only way to win is to not play the game. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking like more pedestrian things, like you know the the competing grand lodges with women and atheists, or you know. Things that don't just make me sad. Well, next Russian week, thing makes I will, me sad. Next week, I'll be I will be able to give you guys a report on Connecticut Grand Lodge session and how much alcohol I sweat out into my tuxedo oh, while good. trying to look important for the procession with a raging hangover, as right. is Masonic tradition. Yes, sounds like Grand Lodge. So no, I can't mean, wait. I can't wait for ours, Bruce. I'm uh, I'm actually we're we're. We got to wait for fall, though. Uh, we're in uh, October, so we're we're a long ways off. But we so we do too. We do in October is like it's one day. That's all the business, the voting, all the fighting, the screaming, the yelling, and then the one in April is the banquet, the hostile rooms, and the installation. So yeah, we just roll that all into a two-day affair. The so only benefit, up, isn't it? What? 
Our grand our grand sessions, you know, week April, or two for Grand Lodge. April 9th. April 9th. Eighth and ninth. I ever since I left the Eastern Lodge, I don't I, know I, when I, your I, Grand Lodge is. Walk. Really? Now, now, see, that's something I could come to, John. Well, I mean, you could, you could come to my Grand Lodge session. It's this weekend. Mm. You can come to my consistory day. That's three days after I turn 40. That's, I don't know. 40. Arlen, that's NMJ. You'll, you might be. Yeah. If Andrew finds out that I, I was hanging out with you guys instead of him, though. You'd be a better person for it. <laughs> By the way, we got all you can eat prime rib for lunch. We don't have that. All right, MRF, keep up. We, we, Where's my prime rib? <laughs> Somebody just upped the ante. Look at that shit. Yeah. <laughs> because because I, either I see, organization look, I have seen. one ounce of concern about my appearance, but I'm going to play it look, up. I'm a, look, <laughs> I like prime rib. I have seen some guys in history day at the Valley of Hartford. House prime. Like, like, look, dude, like, I know it's all you can eat, but da damn, son, like, at yeah, some point, you got to tell somebody they've eaten all you can eat. Like, at some point, you need to put a guy like, "Look, man, your apron's only going on with a boomerang." Like, <laughs> you laugh. My my family has, in my childhood, um, been asked to leave the Ponderosa buffet. So, yeah, I, look, me and my friends get that happened in high school. That happened all the time for old country buffet because we were cross -cutters. But legit, at my commandery. When we were going through some stuff, a, a box of donations, we found a belt that when you put the small, the biggest hole, the smallest hole in, was a fifty-six inch waist. Hey, we used to have a guy in the Grand Line that could use that. Not you, Brian. I'm thinking of another guy. But I was I was highly impressed at what size commander uniforms come in with your one-time deputy. Because well, I mean, at my work. Uh, military like, body, at, huh? At, at, it was like a parachute shop with the buttons on it. At, at my work, they got some new, you know, company shirts that just came in. Like, oh, sweet! Like, I, I thought this was a hoodie, and I pull it out. It was a five XL long sleeve T shirt. It was an actual sale. Like, it was a circus tent. I, I, I when I when I unfurled it because I said it was all big and thick. I'm like, oh. This is not a hoodie. And the girl's like, yeah, you're not the first guy who thought that. And I'm like, I mean, how? How, how is this a thing? You should come out to our, our part of the world. That's that's a regular thing here. Can confirm. I've been there. I've seen it. Mountain people, man. Mountain Look, man, people. I'm from Western Pennsylvania. We got, we got some fat out there, right? We ain't got... This shit, like, you got, like, toddlers going around you in orbit. Yeah. No, it's, like, around here, we we don't, like, the big and tall store, you know, re most places you've got big people or tall people. Here we have places that cater to, like, the, the overlap. Like, well, Jeff and Tony, uh, as producer Marshall, they are big and tall, both. Yeah, and just giant people. They are. They're, they're. They're not. Yeah. There's. There's. They're not fat. They are mountains. Well, no, they're. they're no, they're <laughs> mountains. Mountainous. That's it. 
I've sat among all three of them and thought I was going to be rent apart by the, you know, gravitational forces because yep. Tony, Tony Jeffro and Marshall are all, they are walking doorways. Aren't you like six foot two? Me? Yeah. No. No, I'm <laughs> nice. Thanks, Brian. Shut the. Because <laughs> I'm a hobbit. Like, I'm six foot flat. Oh yeah, because I'm five eight, and if I could eat seven meals a day, I would. Yeah. But, hey, John. Yes. Bullshit. What's that? Bullshit. Six foot. What? Yeah. Why? Because I'm not as tall as you are. Bigger around. When he has his heels. Oh. Sean's got the Sean's no, waist Sean's right, around actually like forearm. Actually, Sean's right because I did go to the doctor earlier today. I am now five eleven and one half. Ha ha! Now you're shrinking. Yep, that's what yeah. happens when you get old. When you get old. No, you hard, that's what happens when you get like sixty. Dude, have you seen? He was in the army. How I live my life? I'm lucky. Yeah. I'm like more than five feet tall. He was in the army and he was a cop. He's lucky he has shins. Yes, bingo. <laughs> Yep. My spinal column should be just one fused like <laughs> not about this big. You don't want that, trust me. <laughs> I mean, I guess Where? I assume you've been fairly healthy your whole life. I have. I've just made really shitty decisions. We all know this. This is nothing new. I don't I am the only human being on this planet I am armed to is the asshole sitting in this chair moving his skull cave at the moment. Because I have done some dumb things for not about this thing. Absolutely no money at all. Anyway, Harlan. Good night, everyone. Yeah, dart it. This is the bell I'm ringing. Right. Thanks for listening to episode 296 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Maybe also at call to conclave dot whatever that was i don't know you guys put the wrap up there what are you going to do with that site john D brian not me nah. you're 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 more closer to the color content so it's going to go exactly like our large website yeah well so there's this thing i've done i've done calls sites before and then like you win and then it's what do you what do you what do you do with the website it just it just fades it, into yeah you tell the only fans <laughs> yeah, I was just say, hey Ben, I got an you idea. Only fans redirect to somewhere useful. Yeah. Well, anyway, you could just check afterlodge.com. We'll have links to the right places. Do that. Uh, hang out with Jeff and Jamie, I guess, still, because I haven't been back to irc.snoonet.org, pound sign Freemasonry. Uh, you can find Chuck on Reddit as the king of no pants. Bruce, you can find on Reddit. It's going to be tricky. And I'm he's not the guy that runs the Cowan subreddit. What else do we got? I think that's it. So, till next week, brothers, stay safe and try not to conjure up any more news for us. It, it'd be fun to, to have a low week. Or give us the head start that, on that it. That would be really shot if we just had a chill show. All right. Night, brothers. Later. Night, gents. All right.